This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the family with JB, Adam Ray, Mike Bryant, Brandon Simon, Melissa Kirk, Andy Brappard, and Cassie Schrader. God, we had a great conversation, or I listened to a great conversation. They couldn't hear me, but I listened to a great conversation. Adam Ray, uh, and Jeff, Jeff, that was a great conversation you guys were having. Like yeah, a good friend. Oh, I've known Jeff forever, yeah. You should have had us both in at the same time. I don't know if that's a conflict of interest well, for the comedy clubs, but... No. I was going to burst you know in, but, was, you know, Jeff was, was on a nice little roll, and, and, you know, you got so many voices in here, I didn't want to add one more. You guys handled that Adam, well. Adam, I'm telling you. What's sometimes, that? Sometimes Honest? the comedians are really worked up about, oh, at that other show, I don't even want to know about oh, it. Oh, are they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. There's no uh, competitiveness <laughs> with, with Jeff and I. Yeah, we started oh, in Seattle uh, together, and then he actually was about three years ahead of me in comedy. Um, and so when I would go to open mics, he was kind of the king of the open mics. And, uh, you know, everybody was like, oh, who's that hot guy, you know, doing comedy? And, uh, you know, things have changed. His, you know, his, his hair's receding. But he's, um, uh, no, he's still a hot guy. But, uh, yeah, so, and, you know, also when you're from uh, anywhere and you move to L.A. that's so big and overwhelming, like, you have that hometown tie, uh, it obviously uh, bonds you a little quicker, you know? Makes sense. Great. Well, thanks we'll for having right me, back. guys. Kick things yeah. up. Adam Ray at Acme Comedy <laughs> Company tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. Be right back in two minutes with Adam Ray. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would 
highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. That works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Glad I didn't hear from the last couple games. Oh, don't be such a baby. <laughs> no, we're trying to fi- trying to figure out where did Molina run off. To- Wait, well, we know he went to New York, but why nobody's heard from him? Yeah, he he's uh he he was trying to get a job with uh, I don't know. I recommended for some job, but I can't remember what, who was with or whatever. But I'm ho- he never told me if he got the job or not. So I, I assume he got the job. He's not he's a really. You know, you're going to do pretty well when you're a six foot five, about 240-pound Italian guy. You'll do pretty well in, in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe. Makes He's sense. probably just like, I had enough of you people. <laughs> well, done. could be. That, uh, that's very, very true. Well, he's with his brother, too. His brother yeah. is right. in New York, so to work on the end. Adam Ray with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I, there was a great conversation. I was, I was trying to get through to everybody and say, would you put this on the air? It sounds phenomenal. And we couldn't, he couldn't have told his story, but we yeah. could have continued with other stories, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of great yeah, stories that never make it to the airwaves, <laughs> unfortunately. There are. Yeah, that's or very, very true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. It all depends. That's yeah. very, very true. Uh, Adam, it, it's, you know, Jeff obviously doing a lot of TV. You do a ton of television, do sure. movies, the whole shoot and match. And it's a whole, the comedy business has changed quite a bit. I mean, other people, like, you know, we were talking about, we were talking with Jeff earlier about Don Rickles, and he, of course, did oh, yeah. TV, and he was in movies and all the rest of it. But back in the day, was there were only a few people, you know, because I didn't really consider Jerry Lewis or those guys to be stand-up comedians. But a lot of stand-up guys now are also big in film and big in television. It's a lot of work, and then I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, you guys be moving all the time. I would think. Yeah, I think you got to try to, you know, stand-up and acting is is pretty synonymous at this point. You know, one begets the other. And uh, if you could get on your phone for this story, that'd be great. And uh, I think, um, great, lost him two seconds in. Your local ad guy's already checked out. He's already looking for a Quiznos nearby. Um, but, yeah, so, um, yeah, Tom, maybe ask me some hard-hitting questions, dude, so I can keep your uh, your, your, uh, your employees here interested. Um, no, yeah, but I think my... there's well, – go ahead. Problem is, I'm his employee. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's how this works. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, when, yeah, when you start stand-up, you know, you're only focused on trying to be the best comic you can be, you know, and you uh, and getting right. up and, and writing all the time. And then once you get opportunities in anything other than stand-up, not only is it, it, is it exciting, but you, uh, you know, you realize how tied the two are and that... You know, look, the more uh, acting opportunities and, and uh, film uh, and just more exposure you get on TV, uh, stand-up or not, like, the more people are going to want to come check you out live. Uh, and so, and that's why podcasts help so much, too, you know. Like the podcast I do yeah. with, with Brad Williams called About Last Night, you know, that helps so much for ticket sales because uh, 
you know, people obviously it's just become such a huge medium now for people want to to, to get an inside look uh, and and some more uh, you know get, get get a hang with comedians you know that they might not get after the show uh, when they're aggressively uh, trying to compliment yeah. you backhandedly. Um, <laughs> but uh, I didn't really like you, but my girlfriend says you're cool. You know, uh, you're like, cool man. You back away, your breath smells. You know, um, but uh, the amount of bad breath compliments that uh, you get, it's almost like. It's a weird contrast where you're like, dude, I'd rather you just send that in an email or not say it at all. Maybe just think it in your head and smile real big like a serial killer, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that there's also, you know, the game has changed so much to where, you know, social media, I, I have to force myself to, you know, even walking in here and taking a little Insta story of, of Jeffrey, I was like, you know, I had to make myself think to do that because my brain just isn't wired to... Uh, constantly be documenting my whole life like a Kardashian you know but you but you have to yeah, a, a certain yeah. uh, a certain level you know because yeah. also people want that insight you know I think there is a balance I think some people are on it too much and are, are, are showing too much um, personal uh, you know insights but then again they got millions of followers and you're like oh people are tuning in for that but like you know you got to keep some mystery mm -hmm. well you do a lot of voiceover too don't yeah you? yeah I, I do a ton Bunch of cartoons, uh, do all the commercials for Hyundai uh, currently, and uh, so um, if you guys want a Sonata, I can try to you know, put you to sleep with one of those. What's that? Get that cooking. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, in, in you know, obviously cartoons rule, um, but uh, you just got to keep your, your feet dipped in as much stuff as possible, you know? So you did an interview yeah, with makes all you time. and Jeff already? When I came in here, yeah. Wow, cool. You were staring into his eyes, so I don't oh, think yeah, you were. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're pretty lost in something, was, and yeah. uh, I didn't want to break that for you, so. <laughs> yeah, I understand that, then. no doubt about it. Yeah. No, it, it, it is so interesting, though, like I said, uh, traveling the country. So how many weeks a year are you on the road? Well, so I just did my uh, album. It comes out April 26th called Read the Room, uh, available uh, everywhere you get albums. It'll be on uh, Spotify and Sirius featured for a week um, when it comes out. Uh, and I recorded that at the Punchline in San Francisco about uh, three, four months ago. And uh, so I was on the road almost every weekend up until then just to try to get that hour tight. And, uh, and now about mm -hmm. two, three weekends a month, you know, there's uh, a lot of shows I'm getting ready to pitch and uh, a couple movies I'm, I'm going to take out. So I kind of want really? to be in town uh, for, for May and June. Um, but then weekends pop up and, and you want to take them because, you know, new clubs like hadn't done Acme before. So I definitely wanted to come down here. Nick Swartz right, told me right. how great it was. And, and um, so, you know, it's, it's really you try to lock off time for other projects. You have to be in town, too. Like, being a, a total road dog is, I think you miss out, you know, because there's so much stuff always happening in L.A. And, and whether it's these pitches or, um, you know, uh, you know, there's a Ghostbusters fan fest thing that I think I'm going to host uh, that so now I won't take that weekend um, because it's, you know, Dan Aykroyd, all, all those guys are going to be there. And, like, it's also going to pay, which is great, but it's, like, I would definitely... Things like that that I've never done before, I would rather do than a than a weekend at a club that I've already done. You know, um, so yeah, it makes total balance. sense. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you a quick Nick Swartzen story. I've oh yeah, Nick great. For 20, 25 years, great oh, guy. I'm jealous. Hey, he's the I know the fa oh the family. He's got a great family. They live in St. Paul here. And uh, is his mom? So, does she really sound like how he portrays her in his <laughs> yeah. acts? Yes, <laughs> Nicholas yes. and his sister too. Oh, Nicholas, that's so funny. <laughs> So, so we get together, a couple of friends, and, and Nick and I, we're going to go from bar to bar. This is back, you know, I don't know how many years ago. Wait, Long you were time. drinking with Nick? All right. Uh, this oh, story yes. already doesn't, I'm, I don't believe it. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> no, you will joke, believe obviously. it after I tell yeah. you this part. 
So we go out and have a good night. We get back to my house, and we walk in, and my wife is there, and my sister is there, and they're giving me these dirty looks like, oh, my God, you guys were drinking way too much. Uh They said, my wife goes, well, how much do you guys have to drink? I said, not that much. And as I got much out of my, my mouth... Nick fell face down. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's stick like, to thanks. the script. You're blowing yeah, up cover. Stick to the script, Nick. Yeah, do me a favor. One job, don't fall out. face down. That's so I funny. will never forget that. As soon as she said, how much do you have to drink? He just falls <laughs> over. It's like, thanks, Nick. Did he at least squeak so it much. out when he hit the ground? Did he be like, five <laughs> shots? Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's a professional drinker. They will hang his liver in the rafters when one day. When you tried to call Nick oh. to be on the show and it was too early in the day for him? What's that now? When he no. got yeah. called because he was supposed oh, to have yeah. his podcast, this was too early in the day for him to be What time is it? <laughs> it's like in the afternoon, right? Yeah, it's 1.30. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not that early. <laughs> he should, that be, is up. Terrific, he should be up on that. Yeah, he's the greatest. He's, he's kind of the, uh, the hometown he, hero, right? Other than Kent Herbeck, he's kind of your... Uh, yeah, Louis Anderson. Okay, cool. You guys, yeah. Ken Herbeck, no, not, uh, not really oh, okay. revered here anymore. No, well, there's like, you know, no, he Prince is. and Dylan. And yeah, I know. I was making a joke, dude. <laughs> you and I are having a tough time getting on the same page. And I'm you okay really with are. that, you know? I'm okay with that. You really are. Yeah. No, Prince is a big no, deal for Kent. sure. Kent is another great guy. He's a, there, there, are, there are a lot of good people like that. Do you get to interview... Um, uh, athletes, or are you guys just uh, strictly strictly comedians? No, no, we do, we do, no, we do, we do pretty much everybody. We talk to the athlete. Matter of fact, Kent Herbeck was just on the show a week ago on the morning show. No that way. On. Yeah, he was on a week ago. Well, Kent's a really good friend of mine. He's a he's a. Dude, he was one of my favorites. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I love it. I've just been doing this morning show for thirty four years oh, now, yeah. and then I we doing been doing this for like six seven years. So I yeah I know all those guys. I get the you know it. It was a real dream for me growing up in Minneapolis, and then the Minnesota Twins go to the World Series, and I get to go out and throw a first pitch. And no I'm hanging out way! In the it was phenomenal. At the it was um, phenomenal. man, what was it? Was the Metrodome? Yeah, Metrodome. Dude, yeah. that's how much of a baseball fan I was in the '90s. Like just because even that team, you know, there were certain squads that that made runs that you that kind of captured your heart if you were a baseball fan, and if you were in the prime state. Um, of fandom as I was, you know, I think being like 11 or 12 when Kirby and the gang, you know, oh, which by yeah. the way, how come Kirby yeah. and the gang didn't become a, a, a spinoff cartoon? You know yeah. what I'm saying? They should have. But, but Ken Herbeck, like you guys have the best baseball names, like Chuck Knobloch, like these all sound like dirty sex moves, Knobloch. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like, Kent Herbeck, like that guy always had the vibe of like a dad who, who uh, like your dad's buddy that was like, hey, I heard, uh, I heard you can't get beer yet. Sorry, man, being 12 sucks. But I got you. I got you, man. Meet me outside the Denny's at 2 p.m. on a Sunday, and you're like, That's uh, very okay, Kent, you know, he just got that vibe of like a good, uh, a good guy willing to go the extra mile, you know, and he is that guy, I'll tell you flat out, throwing the first uh, pitch, what was that like, I mean, I'm sure you told the story, but like, I feel like the energy no, in a stadium for the World Series is comparable to like an Oprah Winfrey taping in the, uh, in the late 90s, I would guess that's probably, like the accurate. energy is just that, through the roof, amazing. yeah. It is, yes, it absolutely is, and the way they won that World Series. Well, both World Series they won in seven games, and yeah, you know, Greg Olson's a friend too, and he's playing for Atlanta in 1991 when they won that World Series. So I had friends on both teams. It was, to tell you the truth, Adam, growing up a kid, you know, the, the, the Twins came came to Minnesota when I was nine. Yeah. The, the Vikings started when I was nine. All this stuff happened when I was nine years old, mm-hmm. and then there I am out in the field, and it's the World Series. Like, God. I just, I just talked to Kent about that last week. I said, Kent, you have to understand, man, what what that meant to me. Yeah. 
to be out and to be hanging out with you guys. It was unbelievable. It was amazing. Really cool. Good times. You ever do that? Sports so, memories so are the best. You, uh, I'm throwing out a first pitch at the uh, Mariners game in uh, in June for the first time. So any phenomenal. Any tips? Yes. Nah, just keep your oh, elbow. Oh, you do have a tip. Yeah, keep your elbow up and close the door as you're following through. Meaning. Bring this arm here. Oh, dude, that's already too much mechanical instructions. <laughs> because if you, you know, I feel like I can just you, get the DVD of what you just said. If you <laughs> sling, if you sling this arm, yeah, God knows what's gonna. Dang, see, man, you're like not gonna bags. I don't trust you. Yeah. Uh, see, wait like a minute. See, what the yeah, hell yeah. was that? I don't know. Yeah, that was the leftovers of my lunch. Maybe <laughs> yeah. just knocking stuff over. I think. Well, look, I've I've thrown a baseball before. So, were you uh, mm-hmm. assuming I hadn't thrown a baseball? Is that where the instructions were coming from? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most comics haven't. Yeah, so no, I uh, I played all sports. <laughs> I wanted to go pro and to be in the NBA. You know, that was my real dream. You know, Brad and I. Uh, you guys know Brad Williams, right? Yes, yep. I do. Yeah, yep. check under, under the table. He might even be here right now. <laughs> uh, Could be. We uh, we got to play in the NBA Celebrity All Star Game in Charlotte this past year. And that was like, oh, talk about bucket list, like, you know, comparable to throwing out a first pitch uh, and then some because, you know, you're actually playing in a game with right. NBA players right. and in a, you know, an arena and a whole s- setup where it feels, you know, somewhat NBA game like and, uh, you know, Dean up Dr. Oz, you know, come on, <laughs> is, that's on the bucket yeah. list. Is that, yeah. <laughs> is that the game, no. the guy from the Patriot, Patriot Act? Grunk? No. Hassan Minaj, yeah. Yeah. Air Kept jacking it. up threes. Dude, yeah. we were uh, screaming at Hassan. You know, I've known Hassan forever, and we were just like, dude, Ray Allen is literally to your left, the all-time leader in three-point field goals, and you're <laughs> shooting the ball? Like, yeah, yeah, it didn't make yeah. any sense. But, uh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's an experience that as much as you want to prep for. Like, I took a body by Simone class because my friend convinced me. She's like, it'd be great for material and, like, you get some extra cardio in before the game. Like, and I was like, all right, that sounds like a, a good plan. And we went Sunday morning, 9 a.m., and I don't know if you gals have been to a all-female body by Simone class. It is aggressive. It is uh, intense. There's a lot of, like, female angsty music. A lot of Taylor Swift. <laughs> a lot of girls being like, I'm going to chop your wiener off in your sleep. You know, like, and it's just, and it's, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm paraphrasing the, the lyrics of whatever song that was. I think it was Cher. Sure. You know, Cher's sure. famous chop your wiener off song. And they're just a yeah. lot of aggress- aggressive dancing and a lot of bouncing, you know, because it's just constant movement. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really stretch because I'm a dude. You know, I'm just like, I got it. I'm, I'm as limber as I'm going to be. And, uh, and then, man, my calf got real tight. And uh, and then the practice the day before the All Star game, I I uh, tore it. I heard like a little oh. pop. So uh, so I, pl- I played through the pain because, you know, because you have to. But man, that uh, that's the last time I'm ever gonna do a body by Simone class. Because I know Tom, that was your next question. Hey, when's the next body by Simone <laughs> class you're gonna take? When is that yeah. coming, Adam? I not happening. Know this it's that's off my resume. Adam, one of the great things that that did happen to me, you, you remember Ron Davis? He was a reliever for the Twins. He was the closer for the Twins in the '87 World Series. Man, and, uh, I think so. Was he? Was he? Did he look like Jack Morris? Uh, Jack Morris looked like Jack Morris. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nobody else looked like Jack Ron, Morris except Tom Selleck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, let me think. I, maybe maybe Ron wasn't with the team still when they went to the World Series. But right. Before, I think he was gone. I went to, <clears throat> he was. I think he was gone. Come to think of it, but. I went down for batting practice, and I was just thinking, you know, Gary Gaetti and, and Gary Gaetti, another baseball and name. Tim, 
But the oh, weird yeah, sex move, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's, yes, exactly. that's a fun game. Baseball weird. names, it sounds like weird sex moves. Things so that you pay a the, dwarf to do to you in Vegas. <laughs> I'm in the batter's box, and Ron Davis is pitching to me, and yeah. he just kind of, you know, not really pitching to me, kind of lobbing it to me. Nice. So I'm a right-handed hitter. He's a right-handed thrower. So I'm in the box. He throws a pitch. It's coming right from my head. I bail, and the ball broke about three feet outside yeah. the plate. No. It wasn't going to come anywhere near me. Yeah. He made me look like a fool. It was unbelievable. Ron it was great, Davis. though, man. Where I is he now? Find him on Facebook. Well, Blow him up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where is he? That's what I like. You ever get any late-night Facebook right back, Twitter beef, Tom? Yeah. To engage, uh, we'll talk about that when we get back. Uh, yes. What a, a teaser! That, what a cliffhanger! Uh, it was a great teaser, Adam. We'll be right back in two minutes. Adam Ray at Acme tonight and tomorrow night. Two shows each night, eight and ten thirty. Be right back with that. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. <laughs> God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working one. with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Spring is here, and there's no better time to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me. And it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK spring savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today. Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them I sent you and save 500 bucks on your LASIK. Offer expires June 21st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. Baseball music. Yep. Now we're talking. Adam Ray with us, ladies and gentlemen, with the family. Tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30, both nights at Acme Comedy Company. Uh, we're just talking about Facebook and Twitter. I have not been on Facebook and Twitter <laughs> in almost seven years. You're not missing out. And the reason is it got really ugly. It did, huh? <laughs> Let me just put it this way. I, I stopped drinking Almost seven years ago. Wow. <laughs> so let's, let's guess why all that stuff went away. Of course. No, it, uh, it got... It, Booze it is so the biggest weird. culprit to, for late night Twitter beef or oh, Facebook yeah. dialogue oh, yeah. engagement, oh, yeah. you know? Like the amount of arguments that I've almost gotten into because of a little booze, like on Facebook. You yeah. know where you, like, you'll yeah. read, you know, so many posts that you're like, 
that are just self-serving and you see some or or, or someone's trying to create some sort of controversy and you want to chime in yeah. and you have to like typing it out I think is fair sometimes just to like get it out of your system mm -hmm. and then read it and right. then be like all right what is this really going to do and Sometimes you'll do it and then forget and then wake up the next morning to just like five paragraphs and you're like, oh, yeah, like people want to talk about drunk driving. Like drunk typing is a true concern in this country. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Well, to give you kind of a, a breakdown on how this works, yeah. uh, I've been doing the morning show for 34 years. Uh, one of the guys that's on the show just retired from his television career. He's been on for like 40 years. And there's an article in today's paper about him. And, and the show has been very, very popular, but it's like, you know how it is when you when you're popular, you get people that love you and the people that hate your guts. Yeah. So the comment section today in the article about every fifth, it was like, "Oh, pass! You did a great job, Jeff Pass. Oh, what a great uh, dang! So congratulations on your retirement." Blah blah blah. Every fifth post, Tom Bernard's a prick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's kind of been how my life has been because <laughs> I don't. I kinda, They're just jealous, dude. Michael. Yeah, I think I run my mouth though. Do you think, Michael? Yeah, every once in a while. <laughs> at least oh, I've heard. God, you could have said no. About that. <laughs> Dude, how do we get? How do we get the cool um, uh, sportscaster headset like Mike's got? Did you come? Oh, yeah, is that yours? No. Are you like the guy that brings his own bowling, bowling ball to the league? <laughs> are you that? No, guy? Are you that down? This was in the seat. That was there. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So, because you because you got the swagger of a guy that would bring his own headset, and that's a compliment. You know what I'm saying? Hey, headset swagger is what we're all striving for. Mike was just doing commentary yes. on the news the other day. Yeah. Dang. Sometimes. What? On the news? Yes. Sometimes. Yes. What, what was the commentary on? About a local, local trial. Issue local trial that's going on one yeah. of the police officers is being charged and he's in the middle of a trial for killing a woman oh the justine oh, damon yeah. yeah dang all right damon, well thanks yeah. for bringing the energy down all right uh, <laughs> wow dude. all right jeez mike really killing it over here to my left uh technically jb started it yeah. jb yeah. always brings yeah, that's up true. the hard that's true. things yeah the hard-hitting yeah. facts yeah well, we'll try yeah look, that's important stuff you know everybody, I don't know how much... has, everybody has a role in well, being on the news what do you enjoy more being on podcasts or being on the news it's I, I like being on the podcast. It's yeah, fun. it's yeah. cool. A little looser. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's like, eh. <laughs> nice, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's really great. Isn't it? What a great life I have. It's unbelievable. Yeah, dude. I just really true darts to your it. heart, Tom. <laughs> it's true, Adam. I just why that's why I hide out. I never go out in public. I just hide. Where when There's you do go out, when you do go out in public, like do you have to like what does the occasion have to be so extra special that you're like, all right, pants are happening today. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like right now you're a pantless. That's exactly right. Like, yeah. you're right, you're right. Again, like there's heads, there's headset swagger, which you know I think Mike's still currently rocking, and then I think there's no there's no pants swagger, which you just embody. You know, where I just feel like you're even when you drive, you're just like, dude, I'll put on pants when I get there. If I went, if I get out of the car, we don't know if I'm getting out yet. <laughs> but where do you go? Give me okay, your top. So. Let's say this is Family Feud, and it's the Tom uh, Family Feud edition of like in the top five places Tom would go with pants like give me give me at least three with of those pants let's see with pants yeah. probably uh, Andy my son's house who's there I love that Alex our, our daughter's house I, I would always wear pants to her house great too. good answer that's about kids it there. Yeah. that's about it that's it that's you no wear, restaurants you go to movies all the time right. you wear pants yeah, so that's, you're that's true no yeah. I, I, I've known Tom long enough to know he never wore pants because he wore <laughs> Zubas. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, what are Zubas? True. A lot of Zubas. You, you don't, don't know, know what Zubas are? are? All right, everyone take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> everyone stop freaking I'll out. I'll show you what Zubas are. 
they are the fashion <laughs> faux pas of the late 80s no, and they early were. yes they comfortable are they like they were horrible looking they like casual women's slacks like oh, what no, are they? no, no. <laughs> they're like zebra striped pants essentially dang are they like warm up are they like the, yeah. you know, the hammer pants that yeah. mad kids would wear in the 90s yeah okay I'm talking yes. about myself. that's exactly right. they weren't sweatpants exactly. they like oh, they were like a little fancier than sweatpants but my mom was like if you can't fit in jeans they you got to wear these have, <laughs> they have a full on zuba suit where you can get a matching jacket and tie <laughs> I think it is should... my phone. JB decided to text me during the show. Oh, wow. that's right. This, this was the Zuba look. Oh, d- wait, who's... Yo, Marino's rocking him. Oh, yeah. He's got yeah. the shorts. Yeah, that's exactly right. Guy, exactly. Is that Ray Finkel to his right? Who is that? Ray, Ray Finkel. <laughs> About no, Zuba. I have to... Oh, that's... Uh, oh, those are pretty bring cool. Up a, is that... Uh, um, uh, with an M. Um... Yeah, dude, send us an email later. It's not important. <laughs> but yeah, those pants are dope, you know? Yeah. It's, it's fashion every, was different. Yeah, no question. Every NFL team had them. Oh, every really? major league yeah, baseball they look comfy. team had them. They look comfy. So, Tom, yeah. you're rocking those, huh? No, not anymore. Back okay. when I was much of Well, like I said, I used, I used to do a lot of weightlifting with professional wrestlers and, nice, and the dude. road warriors. You know the uh, the road warriors? You know them? Oh, yeah. Rocking oh, animals. Oh, yeah. I'm looking. Well, yeah. You lifted with them, huh? I used to lift weight. Yeah, I looked at well, them a lot. Did one and of then, them you know, all part of the Zubas? They did, yes. yes. That's, that's oh, so you exactly got free right. Zubas? Yeah. Oh, okay. did. Well, yeah, so that's I would the wear them. And, you know. Yeah, Tom, I'm looking but, at a picture of Hawk and Animal wearing their Zuba gear. Absolutely. What a great, <laughs> what a great no Minnesota sentence. I'm looking at Hawk and Animal wearing their Zuba gear. Only in this city will you hear that sentence before 3 p.m. It was fun to hang out with those guys, though, I'll tell you what. Oh, yeah, the stories you probably got. The book you could write oh, on hanging yeah. out with uh, with Hawk and Animal. I remember. They were the original Donnie and Marie, as, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yes, yes, that's, exa- that's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Original, the original, no doubt about it. But <laughs> yeah. you would go into a bar with those guys, and you know, then and guys who'd been drinking too much would think all of a sudden they're tough guys because the road warriors are in there and blah blah blah. Oh, dude, yeah, isn't it what funny how starts? guys? It's almost like women being on their cycles. You know what I'm saying? Like you hear that? <laughs> yes, and hear yeah, me out. I can yeah. hear everyone tensing up, but like this is, you know, dudes when they're around like bigger agro energy like mm-hmm. there is something that kind of like your chest does swell up a little bit just because you you know you know you feel yep. like if you are going to have an interaction with them or even just being around them you want them to look at you in that light of just being like uh, i'm also like pretty tough so like even though yeah. we might not talk about lifting in the same weight class like i can hang with you on other levels you know <laughs> well because don't one isn't time that we're uh, in... oh go ahead tom uh, one time we're hanging out, and this this guy, you could tell the guy was getting an attitude, and he was having too much to drink. And he's a, look, first of all, Hawk was about 6'3". He's, unfortunately, he died several years ago. Uh, you know, but wrestlers always die. It's just the way it is. But um, he's about 6'3", about 275, 280, and I'm tall. Solid muscle. I mean, this guy was unbelievable. Right? So we're in the bar. And this guy's getting all agitated, and he's kind of being weird. And all of a sudden, he decides it's a good idea to insult Hawk's wife. So he insults Hawk's wife, and I look at Hawk, and he's like, oh, man. So he goes over, grabs the guy, and picks him up and pins him against the wall. Now, this guy was not a small guy either, but he picks him up, pins him against the wall, and he says to him, 
piss your pants or I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well. So the guy did. The guy actually pissed his pants. It was unbelievable. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> hanging with those guys was a different life, I will tell you that. It was a completely different way to exist. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though. Oh, yeah. And do you remember those guys at all, or were you too young? No, I was too young. I don't remember. What either. do you remember, Andy, about your childhood? Let's get into it real quick. Surprisingly little. Yeah. <laughs> nice, Surprisingly dude. little. No oh, man, what happened that you just had to men in black <laughs> most of your uh, interactions out of your I head? I actually do wonder sometimes, is it like, did I see too much? But no. I, or maybe you didn't yeah, see I enough. I didn't pay attention. Yeah. You didn't, yeah. Basically. What were you focused on as a kid? What were you into? Uh, yeah. Video games? games? games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the way you're hitting that keyboard with a lot of, uh, you know, conviction lets me know that, like, (laughs) your directional ability is on, like, Counter-Strike and games of of that nature that you would crush, yeah? (laughs) Did you ever play Counter-Strike? Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorite games. Mm -hmm. My buddy, uh, his folks had an engineering uh, firm, and so they had all those cubicles, you know, and we would go there, like, on the weekends, you know, because, uh... Because you know we were really just party animals, and we would sit in these cubicles and all in different like places, and just talk smack to each other and play Counter Strike for like four or five <laughs> hours. And then yeah. I realized that you know that uh, that that girls were a thing, and so then I got out of the mm-hmm. cubicle and uh, yeah, yeah, and went out there. And uh, but that game, man, unbelievable. Is it still popular? Or no? Kids move on to like Halo now, right? Uh, Fortnite. I mean, now. they keep remaking Fortnite. it. But, I keep yeah, hearing about Fortnite that. Fortnite is like it's probably they... so bloody and gory, huh? No, it's yeah. actually super cartoony. Nice. Things are going the opposite way. It's all cartoon stuff now. Thank goodness, man, because Mortal Kombat, I thought, was really going to change the game forever. Yeah, yeah. everyone did. Yeah, actually, they're true. coming out with a new Mortal Kombat, of which is toned are. down. No! Yep. <laughs> what? He no. did what? That's what like, happened? Dude, that's a world I don't want. That's like Tom wearing pants. I don't want to live in that world. You know what I'm like, that means things are changing, and I don't like it. No, Mortal yeah, Kombat is right, known for right. the blood and the gore, like, you know, finish him and the guy pulling, you know, the guy's heart out and giving it to his ex-wife and being like, here, and then right before she takes it, he takes a bite of it, you know? <laughs> you don't remember that? Yeah, I yeah, don't know anything. It didn't happen. It was a joke, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but it wasn't I was trying to give an example. <laughs> Went too far off. That game was, yeah. I think I was in sixth grade when I first saw that, and I was wow. like, what? Was you don't even know like what... Like Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so, yeah. Yeah. What was your first system? Well, technically the NES, but I was like three, so... You, you know. got an NES when you were three? We had an NES. I didn't Damn, get Tom, one. Tom, how much money you got, dog? <laughs> 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 yeah, my mom bought me a Super Nintendo. Yeah, after my bar mitzvah, she was like, you can take some of your bar mitzvah money. And uh, she's like, I'll get you a game. But she like was one of those moms that refused... To uh, to get the system because she's like it'll you know keep you indoors you'll never go outside and she's right like definitely right. got it and it was cool. it yeah. was you know we would play hours but it was always like once homework's done after school and one of my best friends who lived across the street we would fight all the time and break each other's controllers and whatnot but like uh, yeah the Super Nintendo was dope because it came with Mario All Stars remember that oh yeah had every Mario mm-hmm. Tom who was your favorite uh, Mario character because everybody <laughs> everybody used to think about that like which one you would be if you could be in the game. Mm, don't know anything about yep. that. Yeah, he what? He doesn't. I know get, nothing he's not about a gamer. Them. You know what? That's a typical dad no. answer, though. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what these yeah, kids are up to. 
all these button these pushers. Children. We sat around with friggin' Pong, man. Bread. Like a Pong board. was also dope. Pong, <laughs> Pong was and then, dope. Yeah, dude, they should bring back Pong and oh, combine they... it with Mortal Kombat <laughs> and make it the most dangerous, slow game ever. Where it's just a ball back and forth, but like when someone does lose, like somebody walks out and just gets stabbed in the head. And you're like, all right, didn't see that coming. Yeah, but Tom, you must have played it a little bit because, I mean, Andy was three. You didn't get it for a three-year-old, right? So yeah, I did. you had to yeah, play it. No, I probably I've did. been a horrible. I've been a horrible father. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, the no person way. who played the most NES before me was actually my mom, trying to beat uh, yeah, level twenty did, yeah. uh, on Doctor Mario. That's awesome. Yeah. Your mom played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a lot of Dr. Mario. yeah, but that's dope because all kids wanted, and I even see it with. Um, you know, with my uh, nephew now, I mean, he's four, but like, and he doesn't know completely what he's doing, but he's always wanting yep. my uh, brother-in-law to play with him because he's like, yep. you know, and as you get older too, you're like, I remember, I remember my dad, I tried to get my dad to play video games with me and he was like, nope, nope, I'm just going to cheat on your mom. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easier. Oh, are we not talking about divorce? All right. Wow, I thought this was a safe space. Yeah, you guys were... You make me feel comfortable. Hey, man. Mike, you quit sweating, dude. <laughs> that headset that headset's starting to slip off your head. There, there is a... And I don't... I can't think of his name. Young man who was the number one draft choice of the NHL last year. Oh, man. And the biggest worry was if they, they thought they couldn't get him to concentrate because he all he talked about was Fortnite. No. Uh, yeah, people are... Well, the, the yeah. new dance that all the kids are doing oh, is from yeah. Fortnite, the floss dance. The floss. Uh, that's from Fortnite? Yep. Yeah. The or- oh, I think is? there's something called orange juice. I don't know. My, my kids sure walk is. around the house looking like they're having seizures all the time. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, there's the robot tweaker, which is just this. <laughs> no, I just made that up. But see, no one laughed because you guys were like, oh, that looks like a real dance movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, that, that's from the Chappelle show. Remember, oh. that, oh. that yeah. character would that's pop up every once in a while when I was and doing the... Good doing call. the yeah, doing the terrible robot. Yeah, dance. the floss. I was always wondering where that came from. So yep. it's good yeah. to know. It came from Fortnite. No wonder, dude. That's yeah, that seems go. like the move too. If you're a video game, like you need that one viral move that kids start doing. And oh then, yeah, totally. Well, you get you got uh, uh, Carlton who sued a, uh, a game company because did he they, win? He, he tried. He lost. It was Fortnite. Too. Oh, what a bummer! It was Fortnite. By the yeah. way, there's nothing more embarrassing than. Su- <laughs> a video game for a dance move that you did and then not winning. I mean, the equivalent of that is just, you know, I don't know, asking a girl out on a date and then getting accused of murder. <laughs> um, All right, we got to... We gotta wrap we this gotta up. Go to break it about. Break. No, about just one minute. We, we right. have one more segment. If you can stay with us, dude, I'm with you all day, man. I ain't going anywhere. I brought a sleeping bag. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you a, a quick. Since you've been talking about being pantsless, I'll give you a quick. This is a true story. It, it just was released today. A man was arrested, and they do the. Uh, you know, they're doing the search, so he's pantsless. I right? got no pants, mm. and uh, it's a pretty interesting thing because basically. They found 44 diamonds up his butt, right? So they're doing the search, and they realize they do it, you know, whatever, and they realize there's this big lump where there shouldn't be a lump. So the guy says, well, well, what did you find there? And they said, we found 44 diamonds. He goes, Why, why'd you have 44 diamonds? He goes, well, I was going to buy drugs with them. And as he's talking about buying drugs with these 44 diamonds he had up his ass, the other cop says, oh, wait a minute, I found a knife, too. Oh. No. Where do you get room for all that? <laughs> was it sheathed, at least? 
I hope. <laughs> I'm hoping it was. But it wasn't enough to have 44 diamonds. He had a knife up his ass, too. I don't really understand that. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll ponder it and be right back in two minutes more with Adam Ray at, uh, at Acme tonight. Two shows tomorrow night, two shows as well. Right back with Adam, with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. What are you, morose today? What's with the music? <laughs> I was trying to find a Cheap Trick song, and this came up. I'm sad. <laughs> I love Cheap Trick. Adam, I want to hear uh, yeah. I want to hear about the Bellman. Tell me about the Bellman. Oh, nice. What a deep cut. The Bellman is a uh, an indie comedy that I'm the lead in with Thomas Lennon. and uh, Love him. The best. I mean, truly a uh, an, an improv and comedy genius. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's kind of wet hot American summer meets Anchorman, and it's about uh, guys that work uh, at a, uh, a resort in Tucson, Arizona. And I'm kind of got this Van Wilder thing going, where I've been there for too long, haven't really uh, moved up. And uh, the girl that I kind of let get away has moved up, and I'm trying to get her back, and also kind of maintain my you know cool rep with the younger bellman that I kind of oversee and am in, in, in charge of, and. Uh, it's just kind of a really, um, you know, raw slice of life comedy that's uh, just got a lot of funny in it. And Tom Lennon plays um, this guy who's kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, seemingly a uh, spiritual guru that's doing a big convention at the hotel. And uh, turns out, twist, he's trying to, uh, you know, um, uh, brainwash people and, and buy the hotel, which, uh, which spoiler alert, um, I won't tell you if he does or not, but um, yeah, it's real funny. We shot it for three months in Arizona at the resort, which was pretty cool to just live at a resort for three months right? and, yeah, uh, and get free golf and, and uh, weightlifting with, uh, with Hawk. Um, let me finish <laughs> the Hawks, Hawks he look alike. His doppelganger. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. And so I think it comes out on Netflix in, uh, in late summer, or early fall. Oh, it does. It's coming out late summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make cause I, look, look, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of yours and Thanks, Thomas man. Lennon too. I, he nails it. I mean, he does nail He's it. He's a pro. He's very, very good. Yeah. He yeah, brings he it is. all the time. I mean, you know, I, I, uh, have gotten to work with some pretty cool people and, and, uh, 
you know, I thought improvising with Melissa McCarthy, which hmm. it is, is uh, unbelievable because talk about somebody that's so generous and and just literally you can't say anything that they're not going to, you know, yes and and be on board with and, and make funny with you and build a moment. And Tom Lennon is that same, uh, that's he's come mm-hmm. from that same cloth where he just is, uh, you know, not just thinking about how to make something the funniest, but to make it the realest, you know, because that uh, that's a definite added bonus to uh to a scene in a moment when you can you know have the acting be so genuine so that what's happening doesn't seem like you know like a caricature of a person right like this character that he plays seems like real silly and and kind of big but like uh as you watch him on screen you're like oh no no, this is like a this is based on a real crazy spiritual guru that would try to take my money you know (laughs) yes yeah i do know and he's got a weird like mustache and fu manchu and it's you know it's awesome (laughs) Oh, Nobody God, trusts a guy man. with a Fu Manchu. I've always said that. I'm going to be honest with you. The short shorts he was wearing in, uh, <laughs> yeah, in uh, Reno. the TV show was with Nick Swardson. You know, it is, having Nick Swardson skating around and then him in the short shorts. It was <laughs> oh, like, yeah. okay, well, oh, yeah. you know, it's a, that's a hell of a look right there. <laughs> yeah. You got a bunch of stuff. You got a bunch of stuff coming up. And you're on, you're on, on Ballers. Some Ballers, right? yeah. Uh, yeah. American Vandal Season 2 on Netflix. Yeah. Um, it's on uh, four episodes of Arrested Development. Um, what else coming up, man? Um, second act, the J Lo movie. Got a couple second scenes in that. Yeah, J Lo. J Lo, just the best. Re- just she Arrested was... Development that was on Netflix. Or yep. The... Yep. Okay. Yeah, the reboot one. Yeah. The reboot. Yeah, man. Um, and then uh, Brad and I got uh, a couple shows that were on coming up. Um, there's a show called The Funny Dance Show for E, which is basically like a lip sync battle but with dancing. And they uh, take two different sets of comedians. Brad and I faced off against Ron Funches and, uh, oh, yeah. dang, another comedian. I can't remember her name. Oh, man. She's, she's terrific. That's not good. It's not good. I never met her before, though. I like so it. was my first encounter with her. But, um, but, yeah, so basically you get three days with a choreographer, and our choreographer was this guy named Brian Friedman, who was like the Michael Jordan of dance choreography. Like, you know, did uh, mm-hmm. uh, Prince, <clears throat> Janet Jackson, Michael, uh, NSYNC, uh, Brittany, and her, you know, prime. And uh, this guy basically was assigned to Brad and I for three days, 14 hours a day, to, to get us prepped for this, uh, this dance show. And, and basically each comic does a solo, you know, and you get, like, backup dancers and costumes, and you get to come up with, you know, your choreography and, and whatnot. And, and obviously Brian helped mold us. And, uh, and so then we do uh, one solo and then one uh, duo act. And I'm pretty sure the duo song that Brad and I do, To See as Elastic Heart, is going to break the internet. So um, <laughs> you, know, you heard it here first. <laughs> yes, we did. You're absolutely right about that. That's a very busy schedule you got, yeah. man. I, it, it's I, that's phenomenal to be to be that hot is just terrific. Oh, really thanks, is. dude. Dude, you should be my manager. And then I could go around and go, hey, what I tell you? Yeah, what and I'll I tell you to do with And that? I'll be constantly apologizing. Sorry about my manager, man. He's got pants in the car. But this guy, is like, <laughs> this is just the way he rolls. And look, it's how we get deals done. He hasn't screwed up yet. So when a deal doesn't go through, I'll tell him to put on the pants. But for right now, those calves need to breathe. <laughs> I would. I do have some big calves, man. There's no doubt about that. They are pretty sized. Nice, but, dude. Uh, Please make a bumper sticker that says, "I do have big calves, man." Because <laughs> I'll buy at least four of them. <laughs> I do have big. Well, you sound like the guy I used to work with at Universal Studios. I used to play. I was a tour guide there for uh, three years, and then Wolverine for another oh, four. Yeah. I think I told you yeah. this. And uh, and the, one of the guys who played Captain America, 
who thought he was Captain America. <laughs> he was like, we got an Avengers meeting later. I was like, cool, Dan, you drive a Jetta. All right, you're not the real thing, but uh, anyway. But he would always brag about, you know, fitness things, and he would always like, dude, I'd always come into the break room, seeing him showing like the girl who played Fiona, uh, you know, because we had Shrek and, and other characters there. And he'd be mm-hmm. pulling up his leg, being like, yeah, it just takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication. And I was like, what is <laughs> happening here? Captain America oh, is trying God. to bang Fiona. Too many worlds are crossing. <laughs> my boss used to always after I my favorite job there was I played this New York cop right that because um, you couldn't really be funny as Wolverine I would always you know uh, make jokes with people and my boss was like dude Wolverine is not funny like you need to be more serious you're making too many uh, you know jokes so as this New York cop I wasn't from anything and so uh, uh, I could really I had a lot more jurisdiction to just do whatever you know and uh, and one day I took this squirt gun that was at this little kiosk and it was hot as balls out and this thing shot I mean, at very high speeds, real direct. It was like a really intense squirt gun to be selling at a theme park. But it was so hot, and it was in the middle of the area where the Blues Brothers show was, and a lot of characters were roaming around. And I would just basically start trying to entertain a lot of people by shooting it up in the air and let it fall on people, or you know, uh, shooting the back of all these like Japanese tourists, like these old men that were like hunched over. I'd shoot them in their back, and then they'd stand up and go, ah, and freak out, and be like, where was it coming from? And then I'd turn around and walk the other way. Uh, I did it to kids too, you know. And uh, and so then at one point, my boss comes out and she's like, oh, and the cop, I didn't tell you this, was supposed to be from 1940s New York. So they had like one section of that area that had a, a cab and two people up in the window, like pretending to be from 1940s New York. But it was a very small section of this area. So I'm shooting this squirt gun, this multicolored squirt gun. My boss comes out, and I won't say her name, just, you know, Jenna Ferguson. But she was, um, <laughs> she comes out and she goes, she goes, Adam, what are you doing? She goes, can I talk to you for a second? She goes, this is supposed to be 1940s New York. You're out here with a squirt gun. This does not fit the time period. I go, Jenna, with all due respect, a trolley just drove by me with five old Curious George and SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> blasting the song, ooh ee, ooh ah ah, ching ching, walla walla, bing bang. Now, I'm not a history buff, but I'm pretty sure that song wasn't being played during the war. And she was like, it is your job to keep up the time period. I'm like, nobody's going to walk out being like, you see that fake cop with a, with a improperly timed squirt gun? You know? <laughs> but uh, so there was a lot of drama behind the scenes, and I still don't know if Shrek... squirt guns first hit the scene. What's that? I don't know when squirt guns actually hit the scene. There, that's squirt what I'm guns saying, when I was dude. A little kid, I know, but yeah, also like, who's run, really complaining right. about that? Like, if you're if you are complaining about that, you came into the theme park with an agenda and uh, yeah. and some hate bubbling, you know. <laughs> but that was the yes. cool thing about working yeah, there; right. everyone's in a good mood, you know. And the amount of celebrities, dude. As a cop, one time too, I would do this bit where if someone was walking really slow, I'd blow my whistle and go, "Hey, slow down, sir! All right, it's not a race speed racer. Slow down. You're gonna get you're gonna get to where you're going. All right." <laughs> and John Stamos is walking through one time, and so I see him. He's got his you know big luscious flowing hair, and uh, and and I go. Uh, <laughs> I go, hey, Stamos, I go, where are you going, man? I go, hey, save a little hair gel for the rest of us, huh? I go, there's enough moose to go around. And he just looks at me and goes, nice. Like, basically, no. the subtext was, cool, man. I definitely know you're an actor trying to have a bit with me, and I'm not having it. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah not having yeah. it. Oh, well. Saw Greg know, Maddox, Dave Matthews, Michael Jackson came through once. Really? <laughs> yeah. How old How would that? that? How'd that work out? Dude, I want to talk about it. <laughs> no, you want to talk about it? I want to talk about it. <laughs> I was wearing yeah, the Wolverine suit. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, I want you to know something. I just checked uh, with Joe from Louisville, Kentucky. 
Uh, you were right. She was wrong. Squirt guns were invented in 1938. Ah, well, look at that. See, you were Joe ahead of your time. What do you think of that, Adam? Whoa, are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that, how awesome would have that, oh, are you serious? <laughs> Wait, uh, 1938? Yep. What was the first, yep. squirt, what was the company that, yo, I'm not like a, um, you know, super contentious, like, you know, I haven't been there for a while. I haven't thought about Jenna forever, but... There is a piece of me that wants to find her on Facebook and just put hashtag 1938 with a picture of me as the cop with a squirt gun and just leave it and step away and go, you know. I love it. I mean, wow. So I was right. Yeah. Because she had a lot of. Uh, you were right. She was yeah. busting my balls hard. She was just like, yeah, this is so not the time period. And that would have been great if I could have been like, actually, and take out my phone. <laughs> actually. Oh, whoa. Just one dollar hurt, like on the that? prices, right? <laughs> <laughs> Socially, well, one dollar. Right, that's it. You were right. Well, thanks for that little stat, dude. Yeah. Oh no, Joe from Louisville sent it your way, so he's supporting you, man. Joe, I appreciate you, man, for having my back. See, there you go. Yeah, that's one thing about this show. You can't get anything by the listeners to this show. They will tell you, no, no, you're wrong. It actually was 1938. So you know, you can't sneak anything by these listeners. You get diehard fans, man. I like that. They are wonderful people. They really are all over the... Uh, you know, what's really weird about that. You know, the podcasting part you were talking about, you know, obviously you, you do a podcast. And, and being on the radio is one thing, and being syndicated on the radio is another thing, and all the rest of it. Um, but podcasting, you, you would get, we would get calls from, like, Iraq and, you know, Kuwait, and people all over the... I think the only place they, they don't listen to this podcast is in... Uh, Uruguay, for some reason. I don't know what the hell I ever did to Uruguay, but nobody Dang. in Uruguay listens to the show. Why not? But it, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, because they read the articles about what a prick I am. So that <laughs> might have something to do with it. Uruguay is in yeah, South America, even... correct? Yeah, it's correct. That's yeah. exactly right. Okay, we have another stat for you. Oh, great. Love stats. Uh, when you get a hold of us, say 1938, invented by Martin Lovequist. You got it? <laughs> Martin Lovequist. Dang. This is how smart ass a, the uh, listeners are to this show. Are you looking at a picture of the prototype, like the first? Squirt I am not. Gun? I am not, but I, but I can track one down. Martin Lovequist, the first squirt gun. And by the way, some smart ass just texted me. We don't listen to you in Cutter either. <laughs> so that's nice. Dude. Uh, so. Yeah. Wait, we don't listen to you in Cutter, so he's clearly listening no, they, to you in Cutter. That sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> where like where do you have the deepest fans? Like where? Like do you have fans like in the Amazon? Deepest. Well, you know, I've never checked it, Andy. You know, you would know that. Do we have? We Andy, have get on that, the Amazon, don't we? Uh, I think. Oh, sorry, I... dude. He's about. To, he's about to get. Uh, he's about to get on Yoshi. I think he's playing Super Mario <laughs> Three over there. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's why. That's why there was yeah, such a long pause. He was like, uh, "Let me just uh, exit this game." Andy, I what... want you to do me a favor. Yeah. When you called, that was her name, Jenny. Jenna. Was the one that bitched at you about Jenna. Jenna. Yeah, I'll never forget. When it. you're on the phone with she Jenna, was an ex character herself. I think that's why she had so much animosity. Oh, you're not going to. She was a failed Disney you princess know. turned head of the characters. It's like obviously she's going to be a bitch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, she was. She had her highs. You know, truly, like uh, we had. We were so cordial for such a long time, and then she started just doing like really weird stuff and like not. Uh, she's also thought she was better than everybody. And I was the only one that really, like, in meetings would ask questions, you know, and, and not kiss her ass like everybody would because yeah. they were like, oh, she's a god. And and in a very a sweet way, I was, like, killing it with kindness. I was just trying to be, like, you know, and, and even coming up creatively with some things. But she thought what she said was, like, 
always right. And so you can't battle people like that that are just in that position where they're like, you think you know more about <clears throat> about comedy than me? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I kind of do, Jenna. I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm, that's kind of what I'm doing. It. Like, I'm here. This is a means to an end. I'm like, you know, I just started um, to open for Bobby Lee on the road. And I was like, I mean, like, oh, I do yeah. stand up. Like, that's pretty, like, you just kind of, you know, tell, you know, Shrek to, you know, stop talking to a kid because it's time for his break. Like, I don't see where the comedy influence is really. Uh, clearly, I'm over this. You know what I'm saying? So this is uh, <laughs> yeah, something yeah, we can absolutely. move on from. But yeah, I will, I'll, I'll loop you in. And... I'll get you in on the FaceTime chat. <laughs> She's a sweet I just gal. I wish her the best. <laughs> I feel bad for her kids, but I wish her the best. <laughs> well, that'll happen, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Tonight, 8 and 10.30. Tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. One of the great comedy clubs in America. No, Acme Comedy yeah. Company. You, yeah, what do oh, you it's, think? Oh, it's you unbelievable. Look, doing a new room is also, uh, always very exciting as a comic. But, uh, mm -hmm. um, yeah. but uh, and you're trying to get a picture? You want me to pose? You want me to just... Uh... <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Ray posing. Wait, look, look, I'm talking. Picture. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one more, one more, one more. No, one more. One more. <laughs> God. Headset swag. Uh, headsets. Yeah, hashtag headset swag. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the club is just. I love underground intimate rooms. You know, because I, in about like an hour and fifteen minutes, that'll do. You know. 12 to 15 minutes of crowd work, you know, make sure I get that hour mm -hmm. of, of jokes in. But, like, you know, I feel like I've gotten... There's a lot of videos of my crowd work online, and I feel like it's it's something I, I definitely pride myself on because a lot of comics don't do it, or if they do do it, they're real quick with their interactions. And I like to really build moments and have, you know, three or four things go on throughout the set, and then it's always a challenge and fun to, like, kind of tie them together and, and bring it bring it uh, back uh, towards the end of the show. And uh, rooms like, like Acme are so conducive for that because everyone's right up on you, you know. And so yeah, you can truly right feel top, yeah. when the laughs are... Like last night's show, it's going to be tough to top tonight. It was so electric. And, and when you're, it makes you want to give more. When the crowds, uh, you know, unfortunately, you're always going to give your show because you're a pro. But like when people collectively are just like all coming at you and all down to have a good time and on board with what you're saying, then you do want to give more, you know. And uh, and there was two or three bits that I just, you know, riffed uh, for the first time last night that I'm really pumped to, to you know, hone even more tonight. But mm -hmm. the uh, the intimacy is, uh, is, is pretty unique. And... Uh, and I don't know, man, the Midwest, like, you guys just are a good crowd, man. You're a good bunch. People like to laugh. Yeah. No, that is so, very, very true. So come Adam, to the shows. Tonight, tomorrow night. Adam, thanks so much. What a ball having you in studio. Dude, it's the Thank best. Yeah. Much. I got to come back. Absolutely come back. I'd love to have you. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you on Monday with the family.